Hello, everyone. This is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube. Welcome to Season 3. If you enjoy listening to our show, consider subscribing to us on YouTube for exclusive video content. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Goddamn GameCube. Greg and Beppy are your hosts today, and we have not done a gaming industry episode in a while. So today we are going to be talking about DLC, early access, betas, and anything that has to do with games being released in pieces and what we think about that and sort of how that has changed over the course of gaming history. So Beppy, why don't you take it away and uh, let's get after it. Thank you, Greg, for the introduction. Uh, I will be your host tonight. I will be the metaphorical Virgil guiding you through the nine circles of hell. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a lot to say, as I'm sure we all do. I uh, I did pretty much um, sort of the, the uh, structure of this episode came together uh, doing my research in how I think they started out with this kind of stuff innocuously enough. And it just kind of spiraled out of control over the last 15 years or so. Okay. Um, so I want to first prompt you guys with talking about, do you remember, I mean... It, this sort of thing kind of started out with like planned expansions. Um, I want to say kind of like low resource sequels, like Majora's Mask, kind of that kind of thing where it's, you know, they're using the same engine and it's kind of, it's, it's kind of become more commonplace now with like the far cry, like very kind of low effort sequels mm -hmm, in sure. between games and stuff like that. But do you guys have any early memories of like expansion packs like that you bought and like I boxes? A, I have a very good Nick, memory. Go actually. ahead. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Um, the Diablo two expansion, Lord of destruction. I was going to say the that same. that's, I think that's gotta be like heralded as one of the best uh, expansions to a game ever. Honestly. Right. Like that came in that. I mean, it was pretty awesome. It came in this big, like battle chess thing. You see it on the shelf at Walmart. Um, I remember the battle chess. It's awesome. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it was just so much. Well, it was just so much better than the original Diablo two. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it came with the original two and added a whole bunch of stuff an additional chapter at the end of the game an all new final boss. Yeah. Two new classes. It's like, it became the definitive edition of the game. Well, there's a lot to discuss here, but I was making a joke, Nick, to you off mic, mm. where isn't DLC, isn't that just the new word for expansion packs? Pretty much, Like back yeah. in the day when you had to buy the disc, <laughs> yeah. that, that's why Diablo 2, they were called expansions. Right. Because you had to buy yeah. the physical box. Exactly, yeah. 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 I um I think I, I like the early stuff that I remember is you know like World of Warcraft like uh, Burning Crusade was yeah one of the yeah yeah, yeah. It's in my vein. you know like it wasn't you know high speed internet wasn't as commonplace as it was so you're kind of counting on physical media to to tide you over I guess and the same I would like to mention because this is gonna pay off later is the same can be said for making sure that a game functioned at launch yes because yes. you could not. I may have touched on this in a different episode, but I think it's worth repeating in the context of this one. You could really like you had to get it right the first time because you can't like now you can just patch it, you know, like you can just add, you know, whatever. Oh, don't worry. We'll fix it. You know, you ever heard the term? Nah, don't worry about it. We'll fix it in the cellophane. We'll you ever heard? Yeah. Or we'll fix it in post. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. That's I feel like that joke is very relevant to early video games, because once that N64 cartridge go, comes out the door, it's done. And right. what I think is interesting, I don't know if you guys know this, um, in Ocarina of Time, 
there, uh, in the first edition of the game, there is actually a slightly different soundtrack than when they than they when they reproduced the cartridge. Was this the Fire Temple thing? Yes. Yeah. There was a chant in the Fire Temple that was in the original cartridge, and there was some backlash for some reason. I don't know all the details. And when they had to eventually make more copies of the game, it was taken out. Yeah. So that's the earliest example I can think of of a game actually getting patched. You can't. Right. You can only do it when you actually reproduce the physical cartridge down the road. I think it was some kind of, it was like an Islamic chant of some kind. Yeah. And it was I, kind of dicey whether people would be offended by its usage. Or I didn't whatever. even know. I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. At yeah. Any rate. Um, yeah. I, I, um, that's, that's pretty much, I think, any those, 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 you know, expansions were always pretty substantial mm -hmm. i mean and they reviewed poorly if they weren't yes um so the, you know started out you know perfectly like oh there's nothing wrong with that and i i to this day if it had persisted like that i probably wouldn't have had such a problem with it mm -hmm. um <laughs> the online sort of uh console gaming experience kind of uh it allowed sort of a fertile ground for this to you know perpetuate and expand in different ways um, you know, Xbox Live primarily being the main kind of, you remember, like early 360. Of course. The infamous one that we just absolutely have to talk about is the horse armor. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that's yeah. the beginning of the end, right? <clears throat> do yeah. you remember when this came out? 2006? Yeah. Yeah. But do you remember how you felt when it came out? No, <laughs> we never got it. So I never got it because no. I didn't play Oblivion at launch. I oh, played yeah. it about a year later. Okay. And oh, you know what? Oblivion's a great example. What was the expansion that we played? The Shivering Isles. Yeah. So we, I remember in the old days of Xbox Live 360, you had like the, uh, the blades and when not uh, blades joke oblivion blade yeah. Yeah. you had you know i, I would, I I would go into about. a i would go into oblivion expansions or oblivion downloadable content yeah shivering isles was there but then horse armor was next to it <laughs> mm. and as a kid i'd be like why does this cost anything like yeah. it should be free right, right. but you know, I, I was 14 i mean i think i got it as part of a um like like the whole thing like yep. whatever game of the year edition or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah and it just it didn't really seem to do very much because yeah. you, you had like the two horses that were invincible anyway mm -hmm. and why would you want to use anything other than them um and I, I just like i remember everything else that came out for oblivion was really cool mm -hmm. um i don't know about fairly priced mm -hmm. i think that may be a good kind of um topic to swerve off into is when you were younger, I mean, we have a different concept of money now and like mm -hmm. what we would pay for things and everything. But I remember like what I spent my money on back then was like Halo maps, for instance. Oh, sure. Ah. And like you would get three new maps for like 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. In retrospect, I think it was pretty fair. Mm -hmm. um, Compared to what they're doing now. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. And uh, do you guys have any recollection of like, you know, kind of the paid uh, yeah. DLC experience back then? Yeah. I mean, I think our experience was similar. Uh, because in this episode, we're keeping this very strict to betas, DLCs, early access. Yep. So I'm not going to talk about MMOs and memberships. That's very different. Right. Um, I think for me, um, I think it was Gears of War maps right. is what I spent some money on. Because uh, you, I think, were on the Halo 2 train very early. Yeah. Like, I missed it. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't a part of my buying experience. That actually, the first one of those was physical. And then, like, yes. once, once they got to, uh, to the later ones and Halo 3, it was all online. Do you remember? I don't know if you guys remember this. Do you, I, I believe back in the day of Xbox 360, you could download DLC onto your own disc and put it into your Xbox to install it. Do you huh. remember that? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that. It that's seems like cool. that seems like centuries ago. Yep. 
I mean, it's it's all uh, antiquated now, but yeah, pretty cool at the for time. For sure. Um, I did want to mention um, around the same time, I what I think it was also relatively fairly pri- uh, priced was like Guitar Hero and Rock Band stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, like downloading songs. It was like a dollar. Interesting. And it kind of gave those games like early longevity, whereas you would get tired of the same songs for mm-hmm. however long. But they just they kept it going and they and they, you know, they had that network that you could download stuff from, which was do, great. Do you know what's funny? This isn't a Guitar Hero episode, but I remember like it's so strange, <laughs> like being 29 and like being a professional musician when I was like 14 and I didn't know how anything worked. Yeah. I was like, wouldn't it be sick if I could just insert whatever CD I wanted and play along to that album? Yeah. But <laughs> like it's so much more complicated. Than <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. yeah. But like I would have loved like I probably would have paid for something like that sure. back then. But I wasn't a Guitar Hero head. I guess shout out to our local boys. I guess Harmonix is local True. to us. Sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. Very innovative. Yeah. I, uh, I, I I guess the pin to put on the early era, era for me is that I am not inherently against the idea of supporting a game, you know. Post-release. Post-release um, within a reasonable kind of uh, price structure. Um, ideally, like free (laughs) but i mean i'll pay like a fair price i i kind of in my mind i was kind of likening it to it's not on like supporting an album like if you're touring it you know like just whatever gets us further away from a yearly release is basically like like let's let's savor this as it comes out like Mm -hmm. this you know this game or whatever i think that's that's like a hard debate for me yeah because we're gonna there's a lot to sort of dissect here but I tend to, you'll hear it over the course of this episode, I tend to not like playing my games in pieces. Yeah. Like, I don't really like playing betas and then playing the game and then playing a DLC pack after. Yeah. I don't. I just don't like playing games that way. Yeah. I like having it as one experience that I'm done. But what's I, I was going to bring up what you just said, where maybe I need to change my mindset about I am supporting the people who made a game I like by buying their content that comes out post-release. But to me, that feels a little bit like charity. You know what I mean? Because I'm not interested in playing it, but I'll give you my money. So I still feel weird. To me, now that I am, you know, 30 years old and I have no time, I have, I basically, it motivates me to wait more than anything because they inevitably release like a game of the year edition that has everything. Um, We can talk about that. Uh, I would like to, I, 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 was kind of debating it in my mind that and like sort of the concept of the season pass oh, uh, yeah. showed up at the same time and how they were always hawking that. Oh my God. And, I, and by they, I mean you. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, God, you know what? I almost forgot about season passes until you brought it up yeah. where that was a really rough part of gaming. Remember that dude? What was that? Oh, nine, 10, 11, 12. It was right I in mean, there. It, it hung in there. I, I think it still they exists. They still exist. But I mean, they were exists. way worse back then. You remember mm-hmm. this very specifically? Yeah. If you bought the game new, you got certain download codes in the box. Yeah. But if you bought it used, you needed to buy mm. a season pass or an online code to either play online or play all the same maps as everyone yeah, else. Yeah, or get the whatever the secret thing was. And it or... got into like a big debate about, well, if I buy a game used from GameStop, like I, I'm not going to do that anymore because I can't even play the same game as everyone else. 
So it got really dicey. Yeah. Uh, dice. Uh, battle, yeah. Battlefield. Yeah. 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 A lot of puns this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was I was thinking about it too. How it often feels just kind of like buying insurance for your experience. Like, yeah. Well, do, you'll save money if you do it now instead of later when you. You know what is interesting about dice, though, other than that they're kind of dog shit now. Yeah. yeah. But like Pretty back bad. in like 2008, 2010, they were one of my favorite developers. Like sure. Battlefield Bad Company Two was one of my favorite games. Mm -hmm. You know what they did that was interesting? They did something called a VIP code. What that meant is if you bought the game new, all DLC was free to you. But mm. if you bought the game used, DLC came at an expense. Right. So it was kind of an interesting way to handle a season pass where you could play the standard game with everyone else and you're not gonna miss anything. Mm -hmm. But these DLC things that we're gonna release in the future, thank you for buying it new mm -hmm. and we will give those to you for free. I think that's fair. That's nice. Which like back that. then, I feel like that was an okay compromise compared to what a lot of other people did. I, and, I uh, pretty much... I. It's at that point where you're you're kind of hitting like 2010, you know, yeah. Early, I, I've started to feel like you can feel like the industry transition where there's just too much money involved. Yeah, sure. And it's like it becomes the other way around of how it should be, where the cart is before the horse, where they're cutting stuff out uh -oh. to sell it later okay. instead of adding on to a, a complete experience. And um, this subject hurts. It does yeah. a lot. I think, well, we've talked about it before a couple times on this podcast now. Mass Effect 3 was a big instance yeah, of this. Sure. Where they had an on disc uh, character who is pretty integral to the story. And they you can't like people like hacked him out of the game's files. You had to like pay $15 to get him out or whatever. Yeah. And I um, I, I I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up, too. I kind of forgot about that. And because it's so rampant now, like oh, in yeah. the industry. I forgot like 10 years ago, there's locked content on the disc. Oh, so you're just chopping content out of the game just to get more money out of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, this debate, I don't want it to get too far reaching because at some point we're going to have to talk about the cost of games. Oh, yeah. And like it, it's games are expensive to buy. I can't afford them, but they're also very expensive to make. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Well, I was, I was, that's a great point because I was about to transition into how the online marketplace, um, it can be argued that it provides kind of a direct um, way for indie developers to get their stuff out there. Mm -hmm. But considering what we pay for it, I doubt they're being compensated fairly for yeah, that. It's totally. like, it feels like, I mean, so much stuff is just on Game Pass now for free. And it's like, how much of that are they really seeing? I have no idea. Um, and, and in terms of like, there's been this debate too. I don't know if you guys have seen anything about this. Because games are going digital now, why are they getting more expensive to buy? Shouldn't it be less because there's now no more packaging? I have no idea what to think about that. Yeah. I'm guessing packaging costs people pennies. Right. I have no idea. It's maybe just like um, freight more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, you know, for like sure. The cost of transit. Mm -hmm. um, maybe the amount of people who have to work on a game now, they have to increase in salary. I mean, stuff gaming like prices well. have gone through the roof, dude. I mean, what did what did Grand Theft Auto V cost to make or Red Dead? Weren't they hundreds of millions of dollars? Probably, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, you're. I think you're starting to see it. You're starting to see it a lot in movies too recently with mm -hmm. like... Um, how the CGI it does often not hold up because they're churning these movies out like like they just farming it to mm -hmm. like thousands of artists yeah and you're seeing it I think you're starting to see it in games too where it's like you know Halo Infinite looks a lot better than it did but mm -hmm. it still to me doesn't look as good as it should mm -hmm. you know because 
I've played Metro Exodus. It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know how, you know, AAA titles don't look up to a certain standard. I mean, Jesus Christ, do you want me to put the dagger in your heart? How did you feel when they said Halo will be a games as service? Oh, well. It probably fucking broke your heart, right? Are are you reading my script here? (laughs) Is that what you were going to talk about next? That's my next point. I was going to say that they... They have little appeal to me personally. Oh, um, none for me. I I don't because I I you know I'm mainly a single player kind of experience. Yeah, me too. Um, I will play multiplayer games, you know, just on occasion. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I I I can't get into like a lifestyle game. Like I need to like I want a, a narrative experience and then move on, try something new. Nick, I'm gonna look at you for a second. Oh, do you off. remember? Am I misremembering this? Remember when they announced they, I think it was Bioware, didn't they announce like either Dragon Age or something was going to be a games as service game? Dragon Age 4 was going to be games as a service. And then they backpedaled because everybody was like fucking rip shit. Oh yeah, that was bad. Dude, like I feel, do you guys think it's getting to the point where games like Anthem failed? Also, that's probably one of the worst titles for a video game I've ever heard in my life. Do you think games as a service has become such like a vile term that now we're going to see it go the other direction or no? Uh, I would say, yeah, I honestly, I, I'm not as tuned into like gaming and industry news as you two are, but I haven't heard much about games as a service lately. To I don't, be honest with you. I think they're still going to try it. Well, I mean, I'd like to, I don't mean to steamroll this. Did you guys hear about the Ubisoft news? No. Where they're getting away from making single player experiences, That's and true. the next like Assassin's Creed is gonna—I mean, like, it's dog shit anyway. So it's who yeah. cares? But they're gonna—the new Assassin's Creed is gonna be a games as service where the DLC packs are inevitably gonna be different time periods. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can't even do one right. Like, like what? Like, I dude, that's bad. I mean, I mean you, you might as well if yeah. you're fucking churning them out once a year. Yeah, so. they might as well. I don't know. I don't. I don't like that. Um, before we get too far away mm-hmm, from please. kind of like the, the monetary yeah. aspect, I did want to, um, uh, in my research, yeah. I, I was talking about indie developers earlier and I neglected to mention that apparently certain developers wanted to put their games up for free and Microsoft wouldn't let them. Okay. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, is that, is that because of Microsoft's infrastructure on Xbox live? Mm-hmm presumably okay um, like it had, like paying for the hosting i guess but I, from I, what i understand mike i could be wrong i'm not a game developer microsoft and xbox live has been a very good indie developer source yeah recently yeah I, I think that's taken a turn with the new head of xbox i think mm. i could be wrong is I'm this also, the I'm guy that like threatened you oh god no that's that's we'll talk about that at some <laughs> point that's very off topic that, <laughs> okay. that was major nelson at pax never <laughs> Someone like get him on here. We need to talk a about a good it. story for <laughs> another time. Another story for another time. Yeah, I um no, I, I don't really mess around with that. I mean, I think my first kind of it's a very I felt myself kind of get sucked into the rabbit hole with like Modern Warfare Two mm. with like the progression system, quote unquote. Like it's that is you see a lot more of that where you unlock little like baubles here and there of like so I think the more the, time you spend the writing on the wall for me was um it wasn't one specific instance it's we did an episode where I worked at GameStop and I talked about all all that shit mm-hmm. the writing on the wall for me for the games industry was when pre-order this give us your money and we'll give you a leg up in the game I hate mm-hmm. that that's that's um, gotta be but, I, I, go ahead but I think that's 
you know, even more rampant now than it ever oh, has Oh, sure, been. but I mean, this is in 2012. Yeah. 2013. I, I, I think, like, the most recent, most egregious, mentioned this on, definitely must mentioned this on the previous episode, but uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. I believe they gated off a certain part of the map or something like that unless you had enough experience or you could pay a certain fee and, like, oh, you can, you can go now. Like, you have enough... Yeah, I mean, a Donkey actually whatever. has a great video on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. He talks yeah. about that stuff too. You can you can like level the normal way yeah. in that game, or you can bypass the leveling and just buy them with real okay. money. It's I need to awful. make a statement, and I they think make I, it take forever. So you do do that. Exactly. I think I've been waiting to make this statement on this podcast for literally a year and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna make it. This is this is a Greg personal gaming mantra. Oh boy, isn't the point of playing a game to play the fucking game? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you buying your way to progression or buying your way to bypass the game? Didn't you buy the game to fucking play it? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? But they're, that's it's all kind of engineered that way. No, no, I know that. I'm saying that to both developers and consumers. Oh, yeah. Both. But I mean, like, you get, like, you know, dad who works two jobs who is playing Assassin's Creed because it's, you know, it's a very kind of casual mm -hmm. experience for the most part. And it's like, well, I don't really have that much free time, so I'm just going to pay 20 bucks to get to the end of the game, whatever. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, me, dude. it sucks. It's awful. But they know that people are going to do that. I know. Yeah, they do. Like, can't you just buy your way into World of Warcraft now to become max level? Can't you, you can? just buy max level you characters? You used to have to, like, pay people online to level up your character <laughs> while you were at work. Gold farming? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I got scammed on eBay. This yeah. guy <laughs> said he was going to sell me a level 80 character. Dude, holy shit. Um, yeah, I... I <laughs> We're getting down there. We're getting pretty deep here. Okay, go ahead. Um, oh, boy. No, I did. I We talked about pay gates, that kind of thing. Um, I was going to talk a little bit more about, you know, are you subscribed to Game Pass? Uh, no. Nick got gave it to me for free okay. for my birthday. So I was for a little bit. I Well, here's the problem. I've played too many games. So, like, all the free game, there's nothing for me to play. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't... I'm not saying I dislike Game Pass or like it. Yeah. I just... I don't have a use for it because I've played everything. What about you? I, yeah, so I have it and I do think it's a great deal, but it feels kind of, it's like, there's a lot of stuff on there that I really want to play. That looks like a lot of work. It kind of goes back to what I was saying before. It looks like a lot of work went into it and it kind of just starts feeling like a landfill. Like, like, let's just like get as much content as yeah. possible. Netflix doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Just like get it all together. Get like boost the value of, of the mm -hmm. subscription. And I don't know. I just hate that. It's like that. It's come to this. Yeah. That it's, I know. It's just cheaper that way. I don't know. I don't really. I mean, I'm kind of a fan of Game Pass. I had it for a month or two. There's some like I don't I don't buy as many games as I used to. So it was it's kind of cool to get on there and see, oh, you know, that's how I played multiplayer Halo with mm -hmm. you all. It was on Game Pass. Well, I don't yeah. dislike Game Pass yeah. as a service. I think it can help a lot of people, especially mm -hmm. if you can't afford to buy games. Yeah. My problem with it is just I, I've played too many. So ah. like I, I there's nothing for me to play. Yeah. It's so not why like do a I have value. It? Yeah. yeah. Right. I, all those games are on my shelf. I already have them. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess as we uh, sort of reach the bottom of the barrel here, I wanted to talk about um, the rise of microtransactions. Oh, no. Oh, God. Um, do you guys have any strong opinions or memories of that? Strong opinions on microtransactions? Let's, I mean, we hate them. Yeah. Right? Doesn't... But right. let, let's, let's talk about it. 
Let's talk. Nick, do you have any specifics? Yeah. Um, something that I hate about myself. Oh no. Is, um, I've never really gotten, I've never gotten into micro microtransactions, but I find <laughs> myself, my friend, be, no, I find myself like being more okay with microtransactions if they don't influence like getting your character stronger in the game. Mm -hmm. So like, like cosmetics. Stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a, yeah. Cosmetic stuff. I, I, I hate myself for thinking, eh, cosmetic, it's okay. But that's sort of like, cause we get so such inundated with microtransactions and DLCs these days that there's so much bullshit, like the Assassin's Creed Odyssey stuff. I hate that shit. Yeah. yeah. But if you could pay two bucks to like dye your toga pink, Eh, fine, whatever, I guess. Sure. But I don't know. I kind of hate that I'm now okay with it because I've been inundated with so much of this I stuff. Mean, they I got could, you used to it. I mean, right? it's, it's a they rabbit hole, the temperature. It's a, by okay with it, I mean, I'm okay with it existing, not that I bought it. But I mean, FYI. isn't that a rabbit hole? It's just yeah. kind of like a, a symptom of what's happening where yeah. it starts with chopping content out of a game. Mm -hmm. Then it, it becomes a pre-order bonus. But yeah. now that we're in the digital era... Oh, is the game too boring for you? You can buy your way out of it. Right. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like we've. Got, it didn't just happen at once. We we're now stuck in it. Well, it's it's also like a race to the bottom in terms of, um, you know, Xbox Live. They can soak people for sixty dollars a year, and then PlayStation wasn't charging for their service, and then now they have to. to right. I forgot that PlayStation was free at one mm -hmm. point. Yep. I forgot about that. Um. No, I, uh... <laughs> Virgil, what's next? Virgil is, uh, he's about to disappear here. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, that pretty much, I, the part where it starts to really, like, put a knot in my gut is when we get into loot boxes. Oh, <sighs> boy. Which are just rampant. Um, I think it's, it's really awful because you hear a lot of, like, horror stories about kids who get their parents like credit card and they just oh, run up they like hit it for two, hundreds three thousand dollars and it's like they you know whatever company you like it depends like they may refund them they may mm. not you know and it's but when you you get kind of this this addiction kind of going yeah. like well you can not only are, are you nickel and diming the experience it's like um, you're you. It's like getting a chance mm -hmm. of getting whatever you want, and it's it's kind of when you have kids who are mainly playing games, especially with how accessible they are on phones and stuff like that. You are kind of like incubating gambling addictions, kind of. And yeah. it's and there's been like um, legislation now in some mm. countries about how like should this be allowed and ideally not <laughs> um and it's so fast because i feel like this is definitely we talk a lot about and i would like to talk more about the good that games have done but this is like pretty evil like this yeah. is pretty like i i would say among the worst things that the video game industry is well i mean you're almost like putting pokemon card packs in the game right oh, oh yeah. i'm gonna go to the store and spend a bunch of money on pokemon cards hoping i get one that i want but now you've already bought the game to enjoy the game and compete in the game. You need to buy these loot boxes that may or may not give you something. Right. I, mean, like, I just don't know what to say other than how did we get here? <laughs> I like, find them to happened? be like more rampant in mobile games. I just told games. you. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. I just, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're very rampant in mobile games. I have some like, uh. I say firsthand that I played one of these games, which was uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Okay. Um, oh, sure. That is a game like, people i never spent a dime on it because once i got into it i'm like oh it's one of these kind of games yeah but you hear stories of like oh i spent three thousand dollars to get to the top of the leaderboard i'm like oh what 
Holy Dude, shit. and that makes me think, oh, wait, maybe a $60 game isn't that expensive. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ, you spent how much money on Fire Emblem Heroes? Started and they're starting 50 to. 50 and now they're going to 70. Yep. And they're starting to use on these mobile games, they're starting to use a phrase that I really hate. Uh -oh. It's called free to start. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that's where we are, huh? Yep. Yeah. Not free to play. Technically, it's free to play, but it's free to start. You can. Buy stuff as you go if you like. Fuck that. Yeah, dude. it's awful. Unbelievable. Yep. Terrible. You get to like 30% of the experience and then it's, they get you hooked on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Don't you want to keep going? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I um I think I, I think it's it's really pretty fucking grim that there's did you hear about that NBA game where they're just like running ads like in between levels? <laughs> and it, it's That's so really funny. funny. I mean, I guess like fuck you if you still buy those games. But, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's like that's awful. Like you can see, like the, I mean, it's a slippery slope. But they had product placement for a while, like in like the sides or in jerseys or whatever, and then now they're just running ads. Well, I mean, Fortnite is an ad. Remember, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. like I always made the joke when I my friend and John and I played about a dozen rounds of Fortnite, mm -hmm. and every time we would start the game, I would say, "And this round of Fortnite is brought to you by Bank of America." <laughs> like they should just do that because that's what they're doing. Yeah. Pretty much, they, they literally they put God of War in it, they put Star mm -hmm. Wars in it, and it's all of these like aesthetic outfits you can buy. Mm -hmm. That game is just an ad. Yep. Oh yeah, but that's just I feel like that Fortnite is its own thing. Where yeah. I don't, it's almost like every symptom wrapped up in a box, but people fucking love it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. honestly, I, I hate how much fun I had playing it too. It sucks. <laughs> I guess if it's, if it's free, I mean, it is free. You know, yeah. So I have no idea. Um, Nick, I'm going to kick it to you because you had some ideas. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually, in my research, as uh, Beppy aptly put it, um, I found what people consider to be some of the best DLCs and people consider to be some of the worst. DLC. Oh boy, I like it. Um, we'll start on a good note, shall we? We'll oh, start. Wait, with, actually, yeah, this podcast has been very negative. We'll start with something. Let's get something positive in something here. Something huh? positive with a little, uh, refresher, what a little dessert. Yeah, what people think are some of the better DLCs. Yeah. I'm only going to go through a few of them. So, anyone listening, I apologize if I missed a DLC that you happen to like. But mm -hmm. this is just a lot of hits I got for certain okay, DLCs. Sure. They came up multiple cool. times. So, one of the first ones I got, we mentioned earlier. We'll quickly go back to it. Is the Shivering Isles and Oblivion? Okay. Um, so I. After digging, it's been a long time since it came out, but I dug a little bit about it and why it's considered to be so good. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this. It actually has about 30 to 40 hours of content. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Um, yeah. And it's about a fourth of the size of the main game world. Okay. And they re-recorded 9,500 lines of dialogue. Oh, wow. So okay. like that's, I don't remember how much it cost. Probably 20, 20 bucks. That's like almost getting another game. Yeah. And I think that that's like really good value. And that's kind of what I want to see from a DLC. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially um, there's, there was so many, I didn't, I didn't actually play it myself, but I watched a lot of footage of it and like all the different kind of weird stuff they added into yeah. it. It didn't feel like just crap. Exactly. It was, it was an idea. There. Yeah. It was a lot of effort and it was pretty cool. I'm pretty, mm -hmm. I think it was the only expansion Oblivion had aside from right. horse armor. I think <laughs> Obviously. Right. Yeah. Knights um, of the nine, but it wasn't that long. Oh, I don't yeah. answer that one. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah. good, good call. Good call. Um, so another one that I saw, uh, People really, I didn't play this game a whole lot. Greg, you did. I don't think you played the DLC. People love The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that was, that's kind of like the Shivering Isles, a hefty expansion onto the game. Mm -hmm. People really like that one. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we don't have much to say about that, but um, kudos. They, TD Project Red did a pretty good job on that DLC. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're I'm kind of laughing. You got to give them some credit, man. Yeah. Where, where, wherever you they can. They need a little credit right now. <laughs> yeah, they're going through a rough time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, another one I saw something that's very near and dear to us. People, including myself, love the old hunters 
from oh, Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah. I maintain that as one of the better DLC slash expansions that I've played. I um, said it in our Discord that the, the DLC is often, I think, maybe always the best part of the, the Souls games. Yeah, I mean, I it, we were just talking Souls, Dark Souls 1, um, Otorius of the Abyss, that's a great mm-hmm. DLC. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 2, it's better than the actual game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awesome. Uh, and uh, Dark Souls 3. Well, the Painted World is so-so, but Ring, Ring City is cool. Is, is the other one was... Meh. Whatever. Okay. I mean, I think uh, The Old Hunters is the best DLC that FromSoft has put out. It's That's great. my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, and the last one in here that uh, that I'll say before I go into really bad DLCs is uh, people really love the DLC from The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. You're talking the first one. Is yes. that Left Behind? Yes. I didn't play it. I watched a whole walkthrough of it. It's mostly story, mm-hmm. but uh, people liked it. I can see why. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sure. I didn't play it, but I watched <laughs> people play it. All right. Oh, what's well, the bad? Yeah. All right. We'll get into some really bad. Some of these are really fucking bad. If this was um, my list, I would say it's all bad. It's all. Well, yeah. Some. Go this ahead. is like, this might be like a new low point for you. Um, oh boy. Marvel's The Avengers had a special Verizon wireless skin. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Shout out to Josh on this one. That's for him. Yeah. Oh my God. Like for Verizon and T-Mobile customers, you could get uh, Mar- the Marvel character. You can get Captain America with Verizon colors. Pepe, I was wrong. It can get worse. Yeah, I told yeah. you. This is a new low, guys. Savor it, savor it while you can. It will get worse. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know how we've gone this long without mentioning probably what is the, I don't know what the opposite of pinnacle is, but the pinnacle of bad. The nader. Of, the yeah, yeah, thank, thank you. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Which is Star Wars Battlefront. Oh boy. Oh, and yeah. the whole debacle they had with the uh, pride and sense of accomplishments. Yeah. That what? post that they had. What? 10,000 10, points for Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God. So someone made a complaint post about it. I think it was on Reddit. Um, and EA actually came in and responded. Like the complaint post was like, you know, getting these characters is unfair. It rewards pay to win. And then EA came in and said, well, we have this in because we like to reward players, give us a pride and sense of accomplishment for doing it. It is currently the most downvoted comment on Reddit ever. Oh, um, yeah, it still is. absolutely. Yep. I, I I mean, I, I'm not like against, you know, because I loved unlocking things in like games yeah. of yore, but that's it was bullshit. It was awful. You it much had it to was pay. like like they they made it so you had to pay. Yeah, exactly. Know? And that, exactly. that was another ramp at loot box situation too Mm -hmm. so um this one none of us have played this game but this like it just made me so mad when i heard it asura's wrath okay a game people like actually apparently considered to be a very good game the end of the game gave you a to be continued so you think it's going to be a sequel oh no they released a dlc episode that was the real final boss ouch and i'm like holy fuck that is just a kick in the teeth Dude, to all of those that's fans. just like but that's kind of what we're talking about where you guys definitely had an ending to this game and you locked it behind exactly. buying it. yeah exactly. i can't I hate that yeah how can anyone you know what I, I, it drives me crazy maybe mm-hmm. we're just too nice we might be like how can anyone think that's okay i'm just trying to stay professional i have i have stronger <laughs> thoughts than no, i have but words. you know what i mean though like how can you sit up in that conference room and say that's okay that drives me crazy. I, How I can don't you know. do that? Because these are these are people who don't they're they're not in games for the art. They're in it to make money, money. You mm-hmm. know? Uh so this next one is uh, another game we didn't play, but it was so skeevy it like made me feel bad. Uh-oh. Uh oh. it's called The Saboteur. Oh, I played it. You did? Yeah. Okay. Did you know if you buy the DLC, the strippers lose their tassels so you can see boobs? Oh my god. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> you know what, dude? I wish you didn't tell me that. Because are you gonna like, go buy it? No, now I <laughs> 
<laughs> now I like the game less. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another game that people liked, but this is like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh really? My God. So the last one here is a game that I don't think any of us have thought about in a long time. Oh, no. Hmm. It's uh, The Sims 4. Okay. Ooh. The Sims as a series is known for all of these packs that you can buy. Right. Like yes. The dog pack, the summer pack, shit like that. So all the expansions cost $40 a piece, mm -hmm. and there's nine of them for The Sims 4. Okay. You can do the math there. It's like 360 bucks. Do you know what they fucking do with this? Okay. They sometimes make The Sims 4 free. So you have to buy all the things. So you get it, you're free. Like, oh, I got it for free. I'll buy the DLC packs. And then you end up paying $100 for oh, free fucking... to start. Exactly. That's Dude, insane. fuck me. Because like buying the game, if you bought the game for full price and all the DLC, it would cost you about $400. Oh my for the God. Whole game. Yep. To get Dude. all the content in the game. Nick, is that the last one of the bad list? Uh, yeah. We mentioned Oblivion Horse Armor, but yes, this is the last Beppy, one. Beppy, if you don't mind... I'd like to bring us into another subject that's sure. very related. This is less about us hating on corporate gaming mm -hmm. and more about my philosophy on DLC. Mm -hmm. And like as a gamer, not I'm taking money out of it, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys. I just feel like maybe I'm the guy in the room that just doesn't like DLC as a gamer. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't love playing a game and seeing the credits and then having to go back to it later. Yeah, I yeah. don't like it. Because for me, when I play a video game, the first playthrough is the play. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to, like, what are you going to show me? Do it now. Mm -hmm. I don't replay games a lot. It's pretty rare. And I just, even though, let's bring up an example, like Old Hunters. Yes. I didn't play that for like years mm -hmm. after I beat Bloodborne. I'm not saying it's bad. Like, I liked it. Yeah. But why am I playing this again? Like, I just wish it was attached to the main game because mm -hmm. like I've already kind of forgotten about the game. I don't really remember what the story is. It, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not fresh. Yeah, yeah. Does, does that, do you guys ever feel that where I feel like I'm at like a personal crossroads where I like the ring city or I like the, uh, the Artorias of the abyss, mm -hmm. but I beat dark souls in 2011. I'm done with it. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I played a million times a year. <laughs> did you play it like last month? Yeah, I yeah. did. But it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I really wish it was a part of my first playthrough. I just can't stomach playing a game after well, I've already beaten it. Yeah, but I think that is definitely, I think a lot of this stuff is stuff they were working on contiguously with the game. And they just said, let's, let's cut it for now. We can flesh it out later, release mm -hmm. it as a DLC, whatever. And I mean, part of that is budgetary, mm -hmm. where it's like, we don't have the resources to work on this. It's kind of tangential to the main experience whatever if it's there if you want it and if you don't sure. then you don't have to i mean i didn't mean this as developers are, are are skimping on content i meant it as when i beat a game i'm done with it i mean yeah, they might yeah. be skimping on content i mean but, but i mean sure yeah <laughs> but i don't nick i don't know here's the thing nick i feel like you just play so much more dlc than me mm. and you and our friend group are so much more excited when extra content comes out for a game but for me i'm, I'm just i never buy it you know what it I is just for don't. me? You, I mean, you guys know me. I replay games a lot. Yeah, sure. I do, I do a ton of replays, so sometimes extra content uh, gives me like, oh, maybe I'll go run back through this game again. Greg, I wanted to mention one specific DLC set that um, was really good at the time, but aged really, really poorly. Okay. Um, which is the DLC for uh, everybody. Get your shot glasses ready. It's coming. Fire Emblem Awakening. Okay. Um, so that DLC, it was meant to be the last, everyone knows the history of this game, it was meant to be the last one. Mm -hmm. All of the DLC was you spend two bucks, you get a map, 
and you get a character from a prior game. Okay. I thought at the time, oh, this is their swan song. They're mm-hmm. releasing all their main characters again. Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving us the, they have their special dialogues and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of heartwarming mm-hmm. to get all this. Now it's been 10 years and oh, Fire Emblem is one of Nintendo's biggest IPs now. And this game had $60 worth of useless DLC. Yeah. So at the time I was like, you know what? This is cute. Mm-hmm. I like this. But now I'm like, I wasted a lot of money <laughs> on this game. You had fun at the time, though. I did. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So going on the opposite side of the spectrum mm-hmm. before we close out here, yeah. um, I want to talk about something else that's entirely, well, it's the same, but entirely different. Yeah. I also don't like playing betas and early access games. Oh. Like, the reason why I, I, I titled this episode Games in Pieces mm-hmm. is not only, like, DLC and add-ons and all the shit we've talked about. I also don't like playing games before they come out because I don't like retreading content I've already played. I don't want to play a game that's half broken and then play it again later in an improved state. Yeah. I just don't like it. And, yeah, yeah. and I hate like being the guy that doesn't like anything. But I don't Beppy, I know you have opinions on early access. Oh yeah. It bothers me. Well, I mean, um, I think also there are some games that are early access but they don't tell you they are Mm. like you know like sea of thieves and oh god no man's sky and all this stuff that they fixed two years later it's actually pretty good now no man's sky was uh on early access for eight years 15 like dude i mean it it, but it didn't it it was just unfinished oh yeah and now everyone loves it somehow that shit i hate and i I it's good now destiny's good now yeah yeah that's another one fuck you it was i do destiny it had a week to win me over and it didn't like you know i don't care how good the dlcs are and you're a bungee guy like it should have won those are your boys well yeah but then they slowly started losing like the core people involved but i you know for me ultimately to to put a pin on it i don't like any of the casino elements of this uh Mm -hmm. you know how we're kind of cutting pieces out of a game like little pieces you know just put it all in there integrate it that's what i liked so much about the mass effect thing Mm -hmm. is that they seeded all the old dlc items into like stores marketplaces in Mm -hmm. the you know in the citadel or whatever and it really depends for me in terms of story content it really depends on what series it is Mm -hmm. because if i want to live in the world longer then that's great or like the next time i play the game that i inevitably i'm gonna play mass effect again i'm gonna play dark souls again Mm -hmm. like if i want to see more of the world then that's great but i will never play the assassin's creed king washington dlc right ever wait i don't know if you actually made that up or if that does exist it exists oh jesus it's like like an alternate future where george washington accepted the crown and (laughs) you know like like it's 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 there and i'm never gonna play it and it's it's really on me Mm -hmm. choice is yours do you guys nick you do this like as a sort of a final a final panel discussion do you guys tend to play demos of games when they release? Nick, you Yeah, do. I can start on this. So I, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to differentiate here. There is definitely a difference between early access. We're talking about here early access and games and pieces and a demo. Because mm-hmm. I think largely demos are very good for the industry. Okay. Whereas early access is dog shit. I hate early access. Yeah, I will I never it. play an early access game. I can't recall if I've ever played one. But yeah. I pretty much out of principle don't do it. 
Um, I do like demos. Greg, we both played these games. There's one company that does a really good job with demos. It's uh, the company, the part of Square Enix that play that makes Bravely Default, sure. Octopath Traveler. They always put out one demo, which is a, hey guys, play this demo. It's not going to go into the main game, but we want your feedback. When mm -hmm. you play it, we're going to send you a survey. Tell us your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then they implement the fan feedback into another demo. You got it. And then they put that in the main game, which... I think that's really good. It's very funny that none of these games end up being amazing, yeah. even though they do all this effort. But I do appreciate that effort from a developer putting mm -hmm. out a demo. Just it's also get, free. Yeah, well, it's free too. Like, well, that, that's um, it's, uh, I do like the uh, like the Half Life uh, Lost Coast, or whatever. Like that is is was a demo, and it ha it none of it appears in the game. It's mm -hmm. just like a, a level they designed, you know, to give you a taste of. Whatever, yeah. and I, I guess relevant right now too to this discussion is you talked a little bit about betas. I'm in, I'm uh, in the Halo Infinite beta right uh, now. Yeah, and you know the my reasoning for wanting to. I mean, it's this this game has such an interesting past that I'm sure we'll, we'll learn a lot more about in the coming mm -hmm. years. But I I, you know, I wanted to see if they would pull it off. If like you know just because mm -hmm. it's all multiplayer. Like, it's not like spoiling the campaign or anything for me. And it's also kind of because this is sort of, I mean, a beta is, is you know, it serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. If it's if it's a week before the game comes out, it doesn't serve a purpose. This comes yep. out in a couple months. It could be of some use. The mm -hmm. feedback could be of some use to, to their, you know, network tests and stuff like that. Yeah, making I, sure it doesn't crash. Yeah. And I want this game to succeed. Right. Don't know if it will. <laughs> but if I can provide some kind of, you know, assistance in that respect, you know. It's kind of the opposite of what when Battlefield went on my shit list. <laughs> like when Battlefield 3 beta came out like a week before the game. Yes. Oh, so there's no way for you to actually implement these changes. Mm -hmm. you're right. Just, you're just getting people to want to we'll buy We'll do it, it in a couple months maybe. Next yeah, patch. Yeah, that's, that's really But it's bad. it's that's all over now. You know, like yeah. every, everyone does it. Mm -hmm. um, and unless anybody has anything else, I think that's going to do for Games and Pieces. <laughs> so um, thank you guys very much for being here. Uh, my brother Nick was here. I don't think I introed him in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bepi, you know Nick. Yeah, you know, know Nick. Yeah, and, uh, I was going to give you shit about that post production. Yeah, don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, so, Beppy, thank you once again for leading this one. And this has been Goddamn GameCube. Thank you guys very much. And in the comments, if you want to talk about DLC you liked or disliked or your opinion on betas and early access, we'd love to hear it, even if we don't agree with you. Thank you guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs>